Welcome to the Upland Nomads Podcast. Sit back and join us on our adventures. Welcome to the Upland Nomads Podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Mike, and I'm joined here by another co-host, Wyatt. We're just a couple of guys from the Midwest who share a common passion for upland hunting, and we want to share that passion with you. Our goal behind this podcast is just to conversate and share our stories from our adventures in the field. First, we're going to start out just introducing ourselves, who we are individually and how we got started hunting. Wyatt, why don't you go ahead and start that off for us? I am Wyatt Peppel. Uh, honestly, I never, I didn't grow up upland hunting. I, uh, I grew up... D- deer hunting and that was kind of my passion uh i i didn't get a passion for it until went to college and my cousins who go hunting every year out west asked if i wanted to go and that's kind of how i got started and and i'll switch it over to michael here and we'll get more in depth a little bit later yeah typically on the same as Wyatt, right i said we're both uh both from the midwest right i grew up mainly out deer hunting and where i hunted i hunted white-tailed deer and a deer and i shot them with a slug gun right or in other words i used a 12 gauge i i hunted upland mainly pheasant a couple of times when i was in high school and i really didn't get into it much until i was in college just like why it was here in college i met some buddies who were big into upland hunting and they kind of got me started into that and none of us had dogs to start with so it was a lot of long walks walking through cattails you know the story pushing to try to get our next bird basically i would say that uh my favorite part about the upland hunting is actually now that i have a dog actually being able to follow her and watch her work talking about dogs a little bit i guess that leads us into our next thing right we should probably talk about our our hunting companions right who are dogs why don't you start off with this one again all right well so i just got my first dog january of 2020 i got a German shorter pointer. His name's Riggs. So this year was the second full year hunting. Last year was 2021 or 2020 was just a partial. He was pretty young still, but this year we went full go and that's pretty much all we did this year. We didn't hunt anything else besides turkeys this year. Obviously Riggs didn't do that, but sorry, I'm walking around right now waiting for Riggs to get done with the bathroom. But yeah, so yeah, this year was our full year. We started out this year out in Western North Dakota Sharpie season and ended in the waist high snow end of the December here, right by around Grand Forks. And we had a hell of a year, but that's for a story for another time. So I'll let Michael introduce his dog. All right. So Riggs, by the way, is a great hunting dog to kind of go behind. He's great. Um, no, so I have an American Cocker Spaniel. I got her back in May of 2021. So she is to be a year old at the time of this recording. Uh, her name is Willow, and she's, like I said, she's an American Cocker Spaniel. And the uh, first time that we actually took her out was out in Western North Dakota when we were chasing Sharpies. At that time, she was about in between that six to seven months of age. So if you know anything about Cocker Spaniels, you know they don't really get that big to begin with. And she was even smaller at the time. So uh, any kind of walking through anything that was somewhat thick didn't really work for her too well. So I tried not to overwork her. So I just took her on shorter, small hunts. But from there, you can definitely tell she's grown. She's been great with the grouse so far. She's tried to uh, retrieve a rooster for me once, but it was pretty sure it was bigger than she was. 
So she just kind of grabbed it by the wing and drug it towards me. Um, I <laughs> think my favorite. She didn't, she didn't retrieve. She didn't retrieve a grouse. So those are. That's true. She did that first. Uh, that first weekend we went out grouse hunting. She retrieved a grouse and brought it right to me, and that was great. It was a great thing to kind of get her hooked on it. You could definitely see it the first time that she was like, "Oh my gosh, I love this so much." Is when uh, we were walking and not even a sharpie or a hunt came up, right? So we're gonna even be able to hunt them. And it was a hen pheasant. We can't shoot anyway, right? Flushed up right in front of her, and I swear she chased that thing so far it was hard to get her to come back. But at that moment, I knew that she was hooked on hunting. So going with that, that's kind of almost the end of our introduction here. But before we get going, just want to share kind of more of a foreshadowing into the next episode here. Uh, why? Why don't you tell me what was the favorite moment or memory you had from this hunting season? Okay, so my favorite hunting moment from this year was opening weekend of uh, sharp-tailed grouse hunting out by Lake Sakakawea, and one of our buddies named Sal, we had walked this piece of land the day before, I think what we shot, what, four, four sharpies yep. out of there, yep. and my brother, we, Michael and I were in the middle with the dogs, and Sal was on the other side, and Michael and Sal both shot one. I shot two out of here. My brother shot, was on the fence side and didn't shoot anything. So the next day, Sal, it was opening weekend of the NFL. Sal, if you, Sal will be on here later at some point in time. But Sal's a huge Minnesota Vikings fan and also a huge fan of the K-Fan power trip. So uh, anyway, we stopped in at Garrison in the morning and we're went back to this field, walked, we're starting our walk, and Sal's so like, well, hey, Tim, I'll hop on the fence line since we didn't get it. We had, nothing's going to be there today. And because he was kind of, he's like, well, we shot four out here yesterday. I wasn't expecting anything. Well, Sal has his phone in his one pocket and his cup of coffee from the gas station in his other and has one shell in his gun. I don't think it was, I don't know if it was, in the chamber or not. And I don't think he only took one with him the whole time. So we no more than got out of the truck and 15 yards away, Sal's walking in the truck. Like, what, 15, 16 Sharpies got up right in oh, front God. of him? It's got to be. And they all flushed up right in front of him, too. They couldn't have been in the and worst no, spot. And nobody else could. But Tim could have had a shot. And he never actually did get a Sharpie that weekend. But nothing was – everything – flushed into this farmyard right next to us too. Well, Sal, I think, had to put his coffee down. Yep. And Sal had to put his coffee down. And then he took his one shot. And then he had to take the walk of shame back to the truck to get more shells. And we did I end up I think we did still end up getting four. No, we got five or six out of there. Yeah, but, we did. We actually yeah. ended up doing pretty good on that one. And I think the funny part was, I don't even know if he did the, the walk of shame. He almost did the little waddle of shame. He was kind of half trotting back to try to get more shells. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we did not expect that because it wasn't even like, it was kind of what we've been finding because everything was hate in North Dakota this year for the drought. And it wasn't like, it, it was kind of our first year Sharpie hunt. Like we all kind of pheasant hunted, but we never took Sharpie hunting serious. And yeah. So we were in some stuff that was maybe up to our ankles, and and there was tons of birds in it. And it was kind of a mixture. It looked like they had a, like a partial wheat stubble, or like it was seeding. Yeah, and it didn't produce. So I think it was a pretty good spot to hit early in the morning, or early in the evening, or late in the evening. But yeah, we ended up 
we still had a pretty good on that trip and that, that was probably my favorite memory uh sal doing the having his coffee cup in one hand shotgun and listening to kfam power trip vikings pregame oh that was that was a good one and for sure i i swear we laughed out on the drive home for like whatever the hour 15 it was we just kept laughing about it it was great <laughs> oh. yeah it's a yeah i'm gonna be tough to top yeah well here i'll try here this one won't be have to do won't have to do with uh hunting i guess but uh, i guess my favorite memory that came from this season was so you guys don't know this but i coach football in the fall so this opening weekend of grouse hunting got done with a game and it was uh pretty far away from where we were going to be camping that night so uh, about 11 o'clock, this Sal guy meets me in Bismarck, right? We get going between 11.30, 11.45, and we get driving up to where we're going to meet uh, Wyatt and his brother at the campground, and I think we get there at about, what was it, one thirty two in the morning? Oh, I think it was closer to 3. Oh, gosh, it was late. We definitely took our time getting there, uh, just kind of drove around, and uh, we weren't the quietest getting into the tent. Why ended up getting up. Lucky there was nobody else in the campground. So <laughs> Yeah, that is true. We were like the only ones there. Nobody was near us. So yeah, we weren't the quietest. So uh, you know, five thirty, six o'clock wake up call to get up to get going uh, dress to go I, hunting was I think that was a little I think a little uh little off on the time when you get up till after eight. Well, it's true. Our alarms started going off at six AM though. We yeah, kind we, of snoozed them. We, it might have been our fault though, Sal and I for getting in at three in the morning, but Oh, that yeah, had to be well, one of the best parts. Well, we had a few beers after that. So. Oh, that's true. That definitely there was no peer pressure involved in that one. <laughs> oh yeah, I think I, I think Sal came in. I didn't even know Sal was coming. Honestly, I thought it was just you. And so oh, he came definitely. in, and then you brought your stuff in, and then Sal pops his head in and goes, "Oh hey," and I was like, "Oh, <laughs> oh hey." <laughs> oh yeah, that was the thing because he was saying how he wanted to go, and it was like, "I don't know if I'll be able to make it." He texts me on yeah. Friday that day, and he goes, hey, I'm going to come. What time should I pick you up in Bismarck? And I'm like, and oh, jeez. And then he's like, oh, hey, want a beer? He's like, yeah, sure. <laughs> Wait, no. Yeah. Playing in my cot. <laughs> hey, you know what, though? It was worth it because one of us still had to blow up our uh, air mattress there on the floor. Or I guess a little uh, air pad, I guess you can call it. <laughs> Do you have anything else you want to share here at the end? Not sure. Uh, there's a lot of shit that happened this year. That's for sure. Part of, part of my French. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this year was our first year camping too. We we didn't glamp either. It was it was four guys in one tent that we bought at Cabela's. Really nice tent. But yeah, yeah, we had we had one trip that it was freezing cold and it's not insulated. And yeah. <laughs> four guys, one tent playing cards on michael's pillow at about three in the morning too oh yeah that was a that was a good one too and then uh you know it's a little different sleeping on the floor you're up in those nice warm cots woke up in the morning you're oh, like oh i slept like a baby it was pretty warm and i was sitting there shivering all night like i wish i had more layers this uh negative 20 degree rated sleeping bag isn't really rated for 20 degrees i guess <laughs> hey, hey it was eating you had the heater going right next to your feet uh, well the first night we uh slept right through it and the heater kind of went out and we're like oh well i saw it too i'm like i just don't want to move because it was pretty cold that second night i had to move because i had to go to the bathroom but uh i guess that yeah. i got up went to the bathroom like well, it's time to get this heater going again yeah that was uh quite the weekend oh yeah that was a rough weekend anyway but oh yeah that's for sure but hey 
let's not uh, give them too much because uh, next week's episode is going to be our season recap. So uh, stay tuned if you want to hear how our season actually went together, right? Whether we're hunting together or separate, right? We're going to talk about our whole season. I say, if you guys don't know, Michael and I actually don't live close to each other at all. So that's true. I, I live in Grand Forks and Michael's in Bismarck. So we don't hunt together a whole lot. Michael's a football coach, so he doesn't have a whole bunch of time. And I'm pretty busy during the fall, too. So we only get out on the weekends, mainly unless you get COVID like I did the last couple of years and we had that nice COVID vacation hunts. So we get to, so our trips are usually meeting up somewhere and and hunting together, but we did hunt together quite a bit this year, so we'll have plenty of stories to tell next week. Oh yeah, that is for sure. Well, I want to leave you guys. Thank you for listening to our first episode of the Upland Nomads podcast. Hope you enjoyed it, and we do have an Instagram page if you'd like to follow. We'll be posting pictures kind of up along with our episodes as we do them. So that Instagram is what? What is that again, Wyatt? Upland Nomads podcast on Instagram. Uh, give us a like and a follow on our pictures and. Well, actually, we're working on getting a YouTube page and we're going to be GoPro on some hunts this year. So when that gets uh, all developed, you can give us a like and a follow on, like and subscribe on YouTube. Oh, yeah, so, that's for sure. Kind of excited to get those videos rolling, too. I know it's not really uh, that close to season yet, but I'm already yeah, getting this, uh, ready to go. The three feet of snow that we have in Grand Forks can go away. Hey, I don't know what you're talking about out here in Bismarck. All the snow melted today. It was about 50 degrees. It was perfect. <laughs> hey, if it's 50 degrees, I mean, they can be golfing. That's true. That's what I should have been doing. All right. Thanks again for listening. And uh, we'll catch you on the next one. <laughs>